You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome to another episode of Why I'll Never Make It, the Tony Awards bonus episode. Today I am talking with Jeff Tice, who's the associate conductor on The Band's Visit. Now, The Band's Visit has been nominated for 11 Tony Awards, and that list is Best Musical, Best Leading Actor, Tony Shalhoub, Best Leading Actress, Katrina Link, Featured Actor, Ariel Stachel, Best Book of a Musical, Itamar Moses, Best Original Score, David Yazbek, Best Scenic Design, Scott Pask, Best Lighting Design, Tyler Michelow, Best Sound Design, Kai Harada, Best Direction, David Cromer, and Best Orchestrations, Jamshid Sharifi. Now, much like the other nominations for Best Musical, SpongeBob, Mean Girls, and Frozen, The Ben's Visit is also based on an Israeli film, which came out in 2007. The Ben's Visit originally played off-Broadway at the Atlantic Theatre Company in 2016, before transferring to, uh, to its current home at the Barrymore Theatre. And to let you know a little bit about the show, it's the story of an Egyptian police band who arrives in Israel to play a concert. After a mix-up at the border, they are sent to a remote village in the middle of the desert. And with no bus until morning and no hotel in sight, these unlikely travelers are taken in by the locals. And under the spell of the desert sky, their lives become intertwined in the most unexpected of ways. The band's visit opened last November and is actually the longest running of all the nominations for Best Musical. I caught up with Jeff Tice, who is not only the associate conductor, but also plays keyboards in the band, which is made up of cast members, some of whom play traditional Middle Eastern instruments. He talks with me about playing the music of David Yazbek on this wonderful little show. Well, here we are backstage. Actually, we're back of house. Yeah, back of, of house. the Barrymore Theater right. yeah. uh, with Jeff Tice, the associate conductor of the Band's Visit. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, Thank man, you. Of course. So, Band's Visit has been nominated for eleven, eleven, 11 Tony 11. Awards. It's a nice. Which, it's a nice uh, it's, yeah, one and one. One and one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And two of those are orchestrations. Yes. And and also best score. Yes. So. Yeah. As a conductor of, of this music, what <laughs> right. is it like to uh, to play and to conduct this music on a nightly basis? Right. Uh, I've been telling so many people, well, if you've seen the show, you know that it's very still. Like, there's a lot of silence in the show. And so silence, I think, I think plays a, as big of a part as the music in the show. Um, but, like, I just, um, I tell people that it's sort of my hour and a half of quiet time every day. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot of uh, sort of your sort of traditional up-tempo musical theater uh, things. It's, yeah, it's a very mid-tempo to ballady kind of right. Yeah, yeah I would say the back half it. of the show is is very um, uh, ballad esque, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with you know, a little, little extra flavor thrown in there. But yeah, it's it's very uh, the music, uh, you know, has been described as as sort of um, enrapturing and and um, people have had a hard time pinning down 
exactly what to say about it. Well, no, well, yeah, because in listening to it, there, there's you know, because David Yazbek, there's there's so there's a little bit of pop rock feel to to, so to like to like a those, song. So you still get those David Yazbek right. bass lines, right? Bum, dum, yeah, right. Dum, you still dum, have that, that feel, dum. and you know, then and can, then there's that Middle Eastern flair right. to some songs, and right. then all of a sudden, then you're into traditional like jazz ballad. Right, yeah, music. yeah. So you, you kind of run the gamut of a lot right. of different it's styles. Right, it's really cool, which is, uh, you know, the thing that got me interested in musical theater really in the first place was just the the pure amount of different styles that you can get your hands on. And uh, this is, you know, uh, klezmer and traditional Arabic music is just one more to add to that list now, right. which is so great, you know, that we get to sort of introduce that. Now, uh, now is there a different style to, to playing that kind of music? Obviously, it sounds different to our Western ears, but is there a style, is there a feel to it that's that's different? As a white guy from Texas, <laughs> when they first brought me as on... As a white guy from Alabama, see, so I know. There you go, right? Um, when they first brought me on to this project for um, the Atlantic, when we were downtown, I remember the first day that the onstage band guys came in, and I was like, what is that? And and what instrument is that? And, and how is that tuned? And how is that written out? And so, I mean, I it's um, it's really cool that these the onstage guys really lent a lot of their expertise in this style um, to the show. I mean, Yazbek would write you know the melodies and and have sort of a structure that he wanted, and and then the guys would just sort of go to town on it. And our uh, our music director Andrea Grody also sort of you know uh, arranged a lot of things and pieced mm-hmm. things together and then but it was it was amazing at sort of how collaborative the whole process was. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a Yazbek idea that flourished with all these other minds right. and players getting into exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, and the guys would be playing and they would say, you know, traditionally we would do something more like this, and then they would play it for Yazbek and he would say, oh, I like components of mm-hmm. that, but our Western ear is going to expect sort of something else. So like a good example of that is in the concert at the very end, spoiler alert, they... They have a concert. They get to... They <laughs> end up going... Get right. to where, getting to where they're going. Yeah. Um, they... Uh, during the percussion solo, there's um, a 16-bar percussion solo, and eight bars of that is just the percussion by itself. And uh, then the back half, the back... Um, eight bars of that is uh, everybody in the band goes dun-dun while the percussion keeps playing. Mm-hmm. So the percussion is going dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-d
just like so many of my friends have said, like it sneaks up on you, and at the end, you are so emotionally affected by it, and you can't describe describe why. And so at, at the end of the run, Andrea and I would get together, and she would say, so what notes do you have? And I would say, well, about halfway through, I just stopped taking notes because I was just completely mesmerized. Mm. And, you know, I would, you know, be emotionally affected, and I would just say, you know what, like this is there's something really special about this and I can't put my finger on it. And still I really can't. It's, it's, it just affects people. And because of that human level, I mean, it's, it's a story that we may not be familiar with in terms of um, any kind of political goings on or or dealings in in that, in that part of the world, but just sort of the theme of like, we're all, brothers um and yeah, we're we, all in this world together we're all in this world together and <laughs> yeah. we should all take care of each other if there's somebody in need like you should do what you know you know offer whatever you have to to help them out and so yeah it's yeah. just it, something yeah very universal about that because in, in last year's season there, there was a similar show come from away which is which is that very same theme of bringing people in who are there exactly un- unexpectedly exactly and i've i've in in a very quick elevator pitch way, I've sort of described to other people that we're the Arabic comfort way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a little, you know, there's definitely not as much choreography and right. there's not as much sort of high energy in, in at times, you know, it's, so it's a very subdued Arabic come from away. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and speaking of which, I mean, that is one thing that definitely sets Bands Visit apart from the other nominees for Best Musical. They're, they're big and flashy. They, they have big names behind right, them. Not, exactly. not only, not only the, the titles themselves are known and have been in the public for a long time, but Bands Visit is so different from that, and it's just it's kind of this sleeper musical that it, it just kind of keeps going, and people... As you said, they don't know why they feel the way they do, but they just want more of it. Right, exactly. There was a Washington Post article about that said something like, the band's visit, the little musical that could, or something, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. yeah, and I mean, while those other shows are known quantities to the public, they're, you know, they have name recognition, they have brand recognition already, and they are based on movies or TV shows in, in, term, in case of, like, Spongebob. Uh, but we, we're also based on a movie, which right. a lot of people don't realize. Which I didn't realize until I started reading up on it. I was like, oh, this is based on a movie, too. Exactly. And, yeah. and when I was brought on, I, I didn't realize that it was a movie either. And, and I found um, you, know, you couldn't stream it anywhere. You know, So I, had, <laughs> yeah. you know, I went back to the dark days and like ordered a physical copy of Look it off you. Amazon. Wow. I know, wow. right? <laughs> <laughs> so that means you still have a DVD player. And so I still have a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have my Xbox. So right. that you know, um, that and um, and so when I first watched it, uh, just a couple weeks out before we started um, rehearsals, I was just like, "How is this a musical?" Because I was thinking in terms of like Mean Girls or SpongeBob or, or you know something high energy, right? You know, a tap number, you know, a, you know, a kick line, you know, stuff like that. And I, w- I watched the original Israeli movie that it's based on, and I just thought, how in the world? It, where's the kick line going to go? You know, right. yeah. <laughs> where's the big production? Number? Where's the big production number? And there's not. We don't have one, hmm. um, which I think is really cool. Uh, it's it's just so. And and uh, our our producer Oren Wolf also talked a lot about when we, f- the feel he wanted to set up when you first walked into the theater. I mean, we're, we're on 47th Street, right off of Times Square. You know, we're right across from Waitress. Yeah. But, you know, the hustle and bustle right outside the door, and then you walk in, and there's, you know, music, it, just so- solo lines of our guys in the band, just, mm-hmm. um, and they said they wanted it to be, like, sort of a prayer from the minaret, sort of. Um, oh, I like that. And so, yeah, there's yeah. just... Um, 
you know, like like a, a solo violin, sort of slow and just winding, and um, that uh, our amazing George Abood plays, and he's he's so incredible. But it really sets the tone for the show. You know, you walk in from the hustle and bustle outside, and you hear this these sort of haunting, sweet prayer-like melodies um, with the pre-show music, and you sit down, and you know, and the and even the projection that's happening on the scrim, you know, before it starts. Yeah. Um, is sort you know has sort of like way like sort of a wave sort of feel to it almost like a mirage you know yeah and, um, so so really just kind of okay put the city aside right put the city let, aside. let go of your day yeah and now you're in this yeah, is a quiet now you're space. in this world this yeah. is a quiet which like I said you know going back to what I said before this is this is like a a dedicated quiet time for me you know right. seven days a week and eight shows a week and and so talk about your journey with the musical when did you start with it. Right, so there was no out-of-town tryouts or anything. There were a lot of, I believe there were a lot of workshops before I was brought on, and that was only Andrea in terms of um, music team other than um, Yazbek uh, and our contractor, Dean Chernow. And um, they were looking for uh, an associate um, for the show, and I had worked with Dean, our contractor, um, a couple years ago on Liz Estrada Jones and oh, so okay. he remembered me from that so he gave me a call and said would you come in and, and you know we'll see if you're a good fit for the show and in terms of what you'd be doing conducting wise and and uh, yeah so I came in uh, just right um, right before we started The Atlantic actually I was up at merry-go-round um, which, which is how we know each which other which is how we know each yeah, other yeah. yeah from merry-go-round um, playhouse right and uh, so I was I was up there and I, I drove down on my day off and, and met with Dean and, and for about an hour and then drove right back because we had a show the next day. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, so was, how long did it run at the Atlantic before? So it was part of their pre-determined season, mm-hmm. um, but it was a couple months. We ran a couple months and then I think we extended, uh, quote unquote, like a week and then yeah. extended another week. And then we ran up like as far as we could go. And I think the next thing coming in there was like a new David Mamet play or something. Oh, I don't okay. know. I could be wrong, but it was something that was like, you know, equally as, as important. Gotcha. <laughs> And, and so in the interim between when you left Atlantic to when you opened here at the Barrymore, what was that process like? Was there some revisions? Was there a lot of tweaking at that there point? There was. I played for like one sort of all, one or two like all day choreography workshops where our um, choreographer, Patrick McCollum, um, just, you know, got, got some of his friends together and we just sort of experimented with like what could be going on during Omar Sharif and, you know, and some other ideas that oh, okay. he wanted to Im- implement downtown but didn't we didn't have the time or the space or um and uh you know I mean that's really all I touched on it when we were in the interim um what was that with the knowledge that it was coming here to the Barrymore at that time I didn't have that knowledge but I think people that <laughs> people the, higher up the, the muckety bucks yeah, yeah <laughs> I think they knew um yeah I mean you know I, I wanted to believe of course that that was what was happening but you know in this business you also don't want to you know no you put you, your eggs in one you basket can't, you, you know? can't so yeah. you just have to keep going like you know, like everything's normal. And yeah, so we transferred um, almost the entire original company and then we added our onstage percussionist, um, Osama, mm-hmm. who is actually from Alexandria, where the band is from in the show. How about that? And wow. so, yeah, it, it, bringing him in just added this whole um, other sort of energy and, and authenticity. And, 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 and yeah, of course. For sure. Um, we didn't have that onstage percussion downtown. And so it was even sort of even a quieter 
experience downtown mm. because there wasn't that sort of driving. Um, you know, like if, if you've seen the show, you, you you know he he plays so loud and so you know with such gusto, and um, it just really adds this whole other energy to it. And how many pieces did you add going from the Atlantic? So we kept everything. So I think oh, oh, downtown so we had, yeah, so same pieces. So we had eight downtown, and then we added Osama, which was the ninth person. Wow. So the four of us stay in the pit the whole time, two keyboards, bass, and drums. And then um, the, the other five guys from the pit split their time. They're the ones in the blue suits, so they split their time between down the pit and up on stage. Yeah. And you'll know they're the 802, they're the union guys because they don't have lines. <laughs> right. So they're the ones that play and don't have lines, except of course for George Aboud, our violinist and, and oud player. He is actually an equity actor uh, first, and he just happened to grow up with this music, and oh, his wow. father and his grandfather have played this music before him. and. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was very immersed in that world already, and he speaks fluently, and um, so he has, you know, scenes to himself and, and, and whole, you know, lines in Arabic, and, you know, and so, but that just comes very natural to him. So he is, I don't know exactly how it works, but he's half 802, half equity. Yeah. Um, so he comes down and plays in the pit with us, and, and um, then he's on stage, and he just, yeah. like, rips these, like, violin solos that are just crazy it's just like sort of this arabic fiddling that's wow you know full of um, you know micro tonal stuff and you know all that see the musical gift i i, I <laughs> i'm a singer but as far as like using my hands to play an instrument that's just not my gift right not my well gift. You know, so, so it's a, always amazing to see someone who can do both right exactly and i can say this because i'm also a singer um, i have a voice degree but you know we we've probably un unaware of it, but we've probably used microtones in our singing and just not ever known <laughs> just, it, you know? But you like could, didn't, didn't have a name for it. You could it. say, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I thought that was supposed to be a half sharp there, you know? Yeah. And you could totally get away with it. Apart from the music which was nominated, obviously a lot of the actors were, the it's right. best directed, so yeah. it's it's an it's an onstage acting piece as much as it is a musical piece, for sure. Absolutely. It's and, and sort of my other half of my really quick elevator pitch to people who ask what it is, I say it's more like a play. I mean, there's still a song every scene. Um, but it's, and now we have one of our actors warming up. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is more, like, it has more of the feel of a play. And, you know, uh, David Cromer, our director, um, this is his first, well, I don't know if it's his first musical ever, but, you know, he's, you know, this is... Um, yeah, he comes from the play world. He comes from the play world, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it really has that play sort of mentality to it, yet yeah. with a song every scene. And I think one of the great things about bringing so much of the original cast... Um, to the transfer is that when we started rehearsing for the transfer, we already knew what the show was. You know, we had all done it before. Right. We did a, you know, we did a table read and we were all like, oh yeah, that, that went really well. <laughs> Just like being back in the saddle. But we, but it afforded us the opportunity to really work transitions and to really dig deeper into, um, the acting side of it. Yeah. I mean, so it's not just, and, and because we're a one act and because there's no production numbers, it really afforded us the opportunity to really zero in on those elements, on those acting play-like elements. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think just all those things sort of like really worked in our favor and, and we really focused on, I mean, when you come see the show, uh, transitions alone, I think are just, it's worth seeing the show just for the transitions. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and so with that work, obviously, as, as you said, it touches on some, some Middle Eastern issues that we in the West kind of hear about in the news, but we obviously don't have a firsthand experience of. What right. was their idea in, in kind of bringing these, these tensions 
onto the stage. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess I can't, you know, I can't completely speak for Cromer, but the things that he said to us in rehearsal were that we don't want to make it about that. And right. our, our playwright, Itamar Moses, we, we, in adapting the, the film, actually the film is not that way either. There's, there's only one scene in the film where they first get to the, ca- the cafe and they're sitting at a table close to the wall and there's a little picture of a tank that's been framed on the wall and one of the guys from the band looks at it and he takes his hat off and he hangs his hat over to cover the, to cover yeah. the picture of the of the tank you know it's only as big as his hat and um, I think that's a really great sort of symbol for what you know just saying to putting that issue to rest like yeah. the it's show like, is it's we, like that's there that's a given but now let's now let's talk about something deeper exactly something if, more if you're coming in and you know that it's about a group of Israelis and a group of Egyptians you already have sort of a, a, a light understanding of what could happen, you know, right. but that's not what the show's about. So it's definitely there in the fact that in the opening scene, George's character um, says, and be on the lookout. And the um, Ariel's character says, for what? And then he can't think of anything. And, you know, and so that's sort of our way of sort so of like a hint at it. Right. So, so yeah, so, so the direction really was to to steer clear of that and just deal with, with these people and interacting and, and, and how As that... humans, right. right exactly. And so, and, you know, you get visually, too, I mean, the the, the costume design, the, the powder blue suits are so striking against the beige background that yeah. you already visually, symbolically understand that these people are completely out they of their stand element. out they stand out right <laughs> yeah. and so you already just on that level you're like wow these this group of people is completely different from this other group of people so you see that there's a bridge you know you see that there's a divide there and what's the bridge the bridge right. is our humanity the bridge is music is a common language um, and I would say that that's probably the reason why it's so different from the other three nominated for best musical it is this very simple story a very simple look at how people come together and how they interact, apart from politics and all the other things that can divide us, but just how how people come together. Exactly. Yeah, and it's 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 really as simple as that, you know. And um, it's not much longer than the original movie. I mean, I think the movie is an hour and a half, and I think we're an hour and a half. And yeah. you don't want to over you don't want to overstay your welcome. You yeah. don't want it to keep it in the <laughs> in the uh, idea of the show. Yeah, you know. And so it's just a simple story, and it just takes one act to tell, and there's nothing. You know, at the end of the show, you can, you know, sort of, if you want to continue the story on yourself in your head, you know, right. what, happened, you can imagine. what happens to these yeah. people, right? Yeah. Uh, which is one way, one reason we wanted to put the concert in for this version was uh, after the bows was sort of a, it could be represented as like, you know, they got to where they were going yeah. and this is what happened, you know, and this is the, the music that they played. Yeah. Um, so in that way, you don't have to imagine, like, you can hear, you know, the conclusion of that part of the story, you know, yeah. but, you know, when they get back, you know, what happens? Does Holland get expelled from the band? You know, I mean, you can feel that in yourself, like his relationship with the band leader has changed over the course of the hour and a half that you're watching the show. Um, and it all takes place in about 24 hours. Yeah. Um, how, how have the, the, the Tony nominations, how has that changed how people have felt in the show what, what what's it like now to be in a show right like I, mean, I mean I mean I would hope that we're doing the exact same thing that we've always been doing um, maybe I mean, just more happily exactly I mean when I got to the theater that day um, you know everyone was in a really great mood yeah. and it was 
palpable, you know, and it was obvious as to why, you know, but it was just sort of funny to go around and say, wow, I wonder why everyone's in such a good mood today. And, and, and was it like this from the beginning? Did people know, okay, we have something special. This could really resonate with people. I mean, they knew, yeah, we all knew that, like I said, when I was in rehearsal for downtown, I would just be like, wow, there's like, there's something happening here. Something yeah. is really cool. But, you know, then again, you still don't know if it's going to take off with people. I mean, you know, there's lots of things that have been small things that, that have been all, wonderful, that are wonderful and very special and yeah. they don't last that long. I mean, look at Indecent last year, you know, I mean, that, I mean, didn't they post a closing notice and then they ended up extending? Yeah, then it's like, it's yeah, like, hey, it's like, wait, wait, oh, right, wait, but, wait, but I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. it could have easily sort of gone that way, you know, yeah. in the sense that we were just a, a little jewel that happened and then we were gone. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it would still be as special that way. Um, I really hope people come and check it out for what it is rather than now we have a sign hanging outside the door that says 11 right. Tony nominations. It's so much more than just this Tony nominated show. Of course. It's, it's, of it's course. obviously got a lot of depth to it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys will be performing at the Tony Awards, correct? So we, if they haven't seen you... They we, can, yeah, you can yeah. see us uh, Yeah, on... Uh, on will, will you get to be there for the Tony Awards? Um... I don't. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how that yeah, works yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we'll, we'll see who they put. Plus, in the I don't want to give away any spoilers. No, I don't no, know no. when this is coming out, but I do know what to... we're doing. I do know what. No, we're doing, I'm not going to ask that I'm because gonna... that's going to be a surprise. Yeah, no, but... that should be a surprise for everybody. Yeah. except for us. We should know. Um, <laughs> and uh, whether I end up, you know, getting to go or or, or not go or yeah. whatever the case may be, it's still just going to be so special to see my friends living in that element. And yeah. Just... I think that would be a great chance for a national audience to finally see what this band's visit is all about and, and, and what makes it so special. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I I know that we're known here in, in sort of the New York, right. East Northeastern theater community. I know that that's, you know, sort of a, uh, that's been our audience so far, the NPR audience, as, right. <laughs> as, as we've <laughs> right. joked backstage. Right. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, I so I don't know if, if, like, what the reach has been for the rest of the country, if there has been any at yeah. all. So I think this could be a really cool opportunity for you know, the country to see us for the first time, you know, even yeah. just a little sliver of, of something. And well, well, I, I, I certainly can't wait to see it. And, uh, and thank you very much for joining me, Jeff. Oh gosh, and, of course, uh, absolutely. You've been listening to Jeff Tice, associate conductor for the Broadway musical The Band's Visit. Why I'll Never Make It is a bi-weekly theater podcast hosted by Dewey Cadell and Patrick Oliver-Jones. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Why I'll Never Make It. These Tony Award bonus episodes are produced by Dylan Adams with intro music by Kevin McLeod and incidental music created by yours truly on GarageBand. Join me next time when we take an inside look into the current Broadway revival of Carousel with Nicholas Belton, who understudies the lead role of Billy Bigelow. You do not want to miss it. We'll see you then. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.